You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, y'all. Bayou Benders here to talk to you about the latest from our sponsors, DraftKings. Second round is in full swing, and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day. The best part is that it's free-to-play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to Pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during the day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now And use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at thousands of dollars in total prizes every day of the hockey playoffs and basketball. Head to DraftKings pool page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon. And this is fucking Habs Nightly. Coming off a fresh Game 7 defeat of the worst fucking hockey team on the planet. <laughs> I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Corey, the Bayou Benders. How are you, buddy? Fantastic, bud. Fucking what? Dude, that was the best game I've seen in forever. Dude, we could have shit the bed. We could have done everything wrong, and it just seemed like there was no stopping us. Harry Price <clears throat> is the fucking godly human we know him to be in the playoffs fucking say goodbye to your fucking stanley cup dreams toronto fuck you big middle finger to all those leafs fans out here gloating after they'd already won two games i gloating before the series started i so badly want to go buy one of those fucking barstool spit chiclet shirts granelli made about the this is our year with the leafs and all the shit scratched off in the back (laughs) dude you don't know what it's like living in this fucking province every year is their year when fucking dion Phaneuf was the captain it was our year every fucking year and it's always the same if they fucking manage to get in the playoffs they choke it they choke harder than Phil Kessel did on hot dogs in downtown Toronto. They can't do shit, no matter what their roster is. I think it's fucking hilarious that we Montreal, like you know, and it's funny. This the Leafs media post of uh, this big upset 
which it is an upset, talking about how the Leafs lost and they can't even acknowledge Montreal won. Like, I'll, oh, like magically, Marner and Matthews got just, they randomly didn't score goals. Philip Deneau made them his bitches. Can we talk about that? Daddy Deneau with the fucking pizza box post game monchin after Dude, that, that's one of the and... greatest fucking like silent disses i've ever seen in my life like we just beat your ass i'm about to just intake he two like, thousand calories like he like toasted it towards <laughs> the camera too dude he ate open mouth like, in a camera in a national television camera dude, didn't give no a fuck didn't no give fuck. a shit that's some michael jordan like smoking on a cigar post championship shit but with pizza so it's fucking amazing um (laughs) oh i don't even want to analyze the game i just want to laugh at the leafs and it's so funny because not only do they perpetually suck but it's always in just spectacular ways montreal is only the 30th team to overcome a 3-1 deficit. And I'm not saying like organization. I'm saying like like Montreal's done it three times now. Like 30th team in the history of the 100 plus years of the NHL. And of course it was the Leafs. It's now how many games do you know off the top of your head elimination games have they lost in a row, row where they could like clinch a series? It's ridiculous. Uh, it's like 14. Jesus. <laughs> It's mad. It's actually hilarious. Like it's such an absurdly large number. Oh fuck. Um you know you know how old I was the last time the Leafs made it past the first round? Were you even born? I was two. What was that 2000 2004? 6 4 2004 I was 2 years old. Jeez. I was like 15. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was like half my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but look man um you shouted out carrie price carrie price has been so fucking unreal and uh i don't think he's planning on stopping anytime soon but uh he is the first nhl goalie with a contract of ten thousand plus to win a series he's only making ten thousand what a deal well uh, jesus christ 10 mil sorry i wish 10 mil. He's what, the first what a, what a family what a family first, discount. <laughs> is he not? I think he's the first player making 10 mil plus. He might win be. A series. Jesus, Which really? Absurd. Yeah, that's it's absurd. I think I saw that. I might be wrong. I know initially I was like Patrick Kane, but I don't know if Kane signed that deal after their cup runs. Holy shit. And I did like I saw that somewhere. He might be the first player to make 10 mil plus to win a series, which is like I think it says a lot about playing your players 10 plus mil, right? I mean, we look, we look at all these big stars that didn't make it. Connor McDavid, Drysaddle, Matthews, Marner. Jesus I think it's Christ. funny. Everyone, everyone said uh, they want. They were so excited for this fucking. You know, I'm gonna backtrack here. I just want to say, I just want to. Can we just shit on Leafs fans a little bit more? Yeah, for you do. Carey Price in the series, all seven games. Uh, games played set seven. Obviously, the decision four to three. Goals allowed 16, saves were 238 out of 218. Ends the series with a .932. How are you? In the last three games, 
or was it last two? Last two or three? I think it was last three. He stopped 101 of 103 shots. Uh, or 104, something like that. I think it was 101 of 104. It was ridiculous. But it is 103. 103, his last two games, he was above a point nine five three. Last game, nine six eight. Legendary, God. legendary status. Yes. And it just makes it even more funnier because the Leafs were at least fans were already pitch, punching their fucking tickets for Matthews versus McDavid. Like they were they were writing that off this series, the Sportsnet panel, like fucking on Greg Wisniewski on Twitter, all <laughs> salty. You buddy, you predicted it was gonna be a sweep. I'm gonna fucking shit on you. All these fucking godly analysts. I know I thought we were gonna lose. But saying we were going to lose in five and four, like, please. I think everyone knew this was going to be, at least, I think we both agreed, it's going to be a six-game series. I thought, I we talked about it. We thought we were going to lose. And it looked that way. But this team battled back. Um, Carey Price clearly deserves a lot for that. But also our youth, KK Suzuki. Gallagher finally showed up, scored that goal on Campbell. Scored and after the first that, one, and it was, like, literally just, like, all right, run with it. <laughs> Fucking shout out to Jack Campbell. That guy beat himself up for that goal. Oh, my God, dude. I f- nicest guy. Oh, my God. Is he the nicest guy on the planet? I felt so fucking horrible watching his his press conference. Just just breaking down. And, like, that's, like, the level of, like, what Jeff Petrie used to do to himself. And I was just like, fuck, man. Like, you played so well. It's not your fault. It's, it's the multi- millionaires that's on your fucking team that just crumbled it's no- i don't even know if you can blame them though like how do you explain perpetually being this shit <laughs> like oh my god the only bright spot of being a Leafs fan now is knowing that sabers fans exist that's the only thing you can be happy about. Cause you know, at least there's one fan base that suffers more than you. But I mean, I think at that point they're like, Oh my God. Like, like you have a scene, like people get picked on and shit and that's terrible. Right. But like they do it in like, let's just do a television. So it doesn't feel so real. But like, then the, someone else gets picked on and the fucking kid who's always get ragged on is with them. Just joining in laughing at you. That's the fucking Toronto Maple Leafs right now. The Buffalo <laughs> Sabres are fucking dying laughing because they're like, fuck, at least if we had a oh. shot at it, we'd give it a little bit more effort. Fuck it. I don't I don't know if Sabres fans are laughing at anything. Dude, I would the if only, I was a Sabres fan, I'm like, no. thank God, let's get it. Like the only individual in hockey that is more depressed than anyone associated with the Buffalo Sabres is Owen Power because the Sabres just won the lottery, the draft lottery, and he's projected to go number one to them. That's the only person more upset than the Sabres. Oh, they won't take like, them. They'll watch. They'll, they'll, fuck, they'll fuck that up. If oh, I, was, I was Jack Eichel because someone someone made a funny-ass comment. It was like, uh, Jack Eichel, I wonder who Jack Eichel's going to pick, you know, because, you know, it's, it's his choice. And I was like, fuck his replacement so he can get the fuck out of there. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which kid plays the most like me? Same position. You. All right. Pick this center. Let's get the fuck out of here. I'm done. I'll take anybody. Like, I'll take a family discount to leave. 
You know what's even better about the Leafs losing than just the Leafs losing, though? They fucking lost. They fucking trashed. They well, fucking I mean, the amazing. only – Well, the best part of God's game – gift? Fucking was, what? I, there were two wins for me in there because the Habs won. But the only thing sweeter to me in this entire world – the only thing I crave more than a Habs win, the only thing better than a Habs win is a Leafs loss. And I got both of them. So I am high on Mount Olympus right now. But I also just think it's hilarious because after this, they're only going to get worse. You think Zach Hyman's going to re-sign there, even if they could afford him? No, he's going, um, I'm going to fuck out of here. Did you did you uh, see what Biz wrote? Uh, well, Biz said uh... – so, like, the biggest defeat I saw in game six was the the crumbling of Mitch Marner, right? Puck over the glass. Um, <laughs> but then it carried on, and, like, you saw it instantly with Mitch Marner. I was like, dude, whoever's on Mitch Marner, keep on him. He's going to fuck up. He did it again. Biz pointed out, don't know how he got the fucking research through himself to get it, but his last, like, eight penalties in the playoffs, all but one, like, tripping – was a puck over the glass. Every fucking one of them, six out of seven, puck That's over the amazing. glass. Dude, he fucking did it twice, and it fucking – we scored both times off the power play. And I think what was really telling – we're talking way too – we're talking about the Leafs way too much. Oh, how they suck. I do want to talk about the Habs, but it's just hilarious to me. Um, we got it done. Fuck like, <laughs> But it was just – the look on the Leafs' faces from games, the end of game six to all of game seven, they knew they weren't going to win. They were defeated. They were like, fuck, we suck. We're going to blow this. And they did. Um, but full credit to Montreal. Carey Price was phenomenal. If it wasn't for Carey Price, Montreal doesn't win that series. But I want to also point out, if it's not for Jack Campbell, the Leafs probably also lose that series. That guy was fucking phenomenal. Second best player in that entire series. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to give him all the credit in the world. I thought he was going to crack. I thought Jack Campbell was going to succumb to the pressure. He was going to let in shitty goals. The Gallagher one was a little soft, but that was it. That guy was a fucking rock for them. Yeah, because that Corey Perry one was like fucking like threading the needle. Yeah, like what are you going to do? But just full credit to the Habs. We played it perfectly. And that Habs top four, grinders. 30 Mm. plus minutes every night. Just shortened the bench. Said fuck it, Ducharme did. And the boys got it done. Like, I don't even know how else to break it down. Montreal played it perfectly. Keith got outcoached by Ducharme near the end. Ducharme changed up his strategy. We saw they changed up the power play. Montreal started scoring goals. We were 0 for 15 going into game five for elimination. And um, I think they went five for what was it five for seven or something and just totally turned around the power play five for 12. I don't know. I, the number's not there. It's just gone. It's not my brain. <laughs> it don't matter. Like, it doesn't matter, but the power play started working. Yeah. You can credit some of that to Eric Gustafson. You can credit a lot of that to Suzuki. I think they just changed the way they were playing. They didn't stick with the status quo and they made the adjustments to get things done. And it was something Keith wasn't able to do. You can blame injuries on Toronto's side all you want. I don't care. Montreal's missing Drew in. Um, our highest paid forward, I think it, it's pretty level. I don't think the I think the Leafs have the high end talent that they should have been able to overcome it. But Montreal played phenomenally, 
And I, the I third think, best uh, player. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say the third plus player in that series after both the goalies. He'll be underrated. People won't acknowledge it because of the offensive contributions. But it was fucking Papa John himself, Philip Deneau. <laughs> I think if we're doing a series, <laughs> he's the third star. To shut down those guys is unprecedented. And he just does it against the league's best. Time in, time out. And I don't know if that man's going to finish his career without a Selkie. And I'm going to genuinely cry about it because he is the best defensive forward consistently I have ever seen. Like, I just think he's so fucking good. I don't Patrice Bergeron better maybe, but he just purely defensive. I don't know how he does it, but he just stifles the opponent's stars every time he plays them. I think you're hundred percent right. And, uh, we kind of shit on him a lot, but you know what? Eric Stahl really came up big in the last four game. points. Four points. Four points so far. Two points in uh, Game Seven. So, as much as I shit on that man, or we shit on that man, uh, I guess a little bit of that playoff boys that experience that you know we were bitching about, uh, you know, because Caulfield and fucking KK weren't there. Uh, at least he's found a bit of a rejuvenation. That's uh three three points in three games uh collective not together um but i just ha- i just had to say that you know cuz uh i've been i've been like why the fuck is he out and I-, I noticed uh in the game they they kind of pulled they sat kk for a bit to allow stall to go out there bit nervous about it but i mean it kind of paid off but uh i guess last thing uh i really hope that jack campbell comes out next season and has just another great like i hope it's not like a dud you know like I don't, I don't know if, like, he's won my heart over, you know, just of how nice he is. But I genuinely, like, wish the best c- career for him. You know, hopefully he finds success and it wasn't just, like, this run. Because uh kid with a heart like that that wants to just win or die by his team deserves the best. So, fuck, I'd, I'd want him as a backup. Yeah, I, uh, I think he deserves a starting shot, personally. I hey, think fuck- Freddie's... I think Freddie's gone. I wouldn't resign with him, even if they could afford him. The cap's going to be flat. I think I would leave if I were him. They've treated him horribly there. They continue to fail to put any sort of defense in front of them. Muzzin aside, like, hey, they force him out, and we lose Jake Evans to. I mean, Jake Jake Allen to fucking uh, Seattle. I'd take Jack Campbell and RP. What fucking? I mean, I mean, uh, Freddie. I think Freddie's gone. Oh, I don't yeah. know where Campbell's going to go. I, I think the Leafs have to do whatever they can to hold on to him. That but. would be smart. That would be smart. But uh, let's move on a little bit. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I didn't sleep. Uh, I guess. I guess let's let's just go to that real quick. How were you after the win? Like, you celebrated. You had a couple of drinks. Just went to bed. You had work tomorrow. School. Something. What? What? What was going on in Coburg, Ontario? I, what was uh, going on in the, in the Dixon household? Let's let's just say that because Coburg was probably sad if they even liked the Leafs. They love the Leafs in Coburg, yes. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> fucking uh, losers. <laughs> I just fucking my father and I screamed, had a good time. I was losing my mind. I couldn't believe it. Um, I think I witnessed sports history. Really, like I, it was just a sense of pure joy, pure happiness. Um, 
And then the next day I got to go. I didn't actually work, but I did show up to work and I rubbed it in the face of every one of those fucking Leafs fans. Let me tell you, I didn't have to say anything. I just smiled at them and they said, shut up. I would just look at them. Shut up. Don't say anything. Shut up. And the best part was after a clever bet, because in my heart of heart, I did believe in Montreal. Although I thought they were going to lose, but I did make bets because why not? Anyway, you'll be pleased to know one of those dirty fucking Leafs fans had to pay $300 for a Carey Price jersey. No. <laughs> oh, boy. What size he got it in? He could send it to me. <laughs> oh, he's going to wear it. He has to wear it now. I've converted. You don't – they're – they're in so much pain. Like they don't, you think they'd get used to it, but they're not. But anyway, we're moving on to Winnipeg. Um, unless you have anything more to say about the Toronto series, we're probably going to talk about it again on uh, the Monday episode, but we do have to also incorporate just because of the way the schedule works. We're going to have to incorporate some jet stuff after this. We're going to record after the jets game. And uh, we don't want this episode to go on for forever. Now. Yeah. Because so. of the editing, uh, but no. So let me just uh, let me just put what I did right. So uh, I was fucking. I think I was drinking like three hours before the fucking game because oh, I was like a nervous fucking wreck. But like saying that, like my buddy who doesn't give a fuck about hockey, the same the same buddy who was like charging my fucking shit, you know, so like my stuff didn't die in game game six. Um, he called me. He's like, how you doing? I'm like, dude, we fucking got this. And if I'm wrong, so be it. But like, we got this. I don't know if I'm just like starting to feel the buzz or whatever, but I was so fucking like confident in this team. Uh, move all the way to the end. I'm fucking screaming in my house. I go outside and I call my cousin uh, and I'm just like losing my fucking mind. He's laughing. He's like, hey, we're at the bar. Hung up the phone, son. Just hung up the phone showed up god knows how wasn't the smartest thing don't drink and drive showed up got fucking lit for like another three hours son this place closed and they stayed open because we were just tipping we were just drinking i get home don't drink and drive folks and i stayed up because i could not sleep i went to bed at 9 a.m and it fucked it fucked the entire next day i had so much shit i was supposed to do (laughs) I was useless. Then I woke up and I was like, what happened? <laughs> what is going on? I woke up at like fucking four in the evening. Four or five in the evening, dude. Uh, and I didn't really feel good until like like nighttime. <laughs> like I was just hurting. Hurting, son. <laughs> That's how you want it. That's how you have to be after a win like that, right? Yeah. If, if, if I could have, I would have drove out to Turtle Bay back to the roots and just fucking hung out with my boys there. But fuck no. I was just like, people here, go. It just fucking took off. Dude, just sweat, sweating it up in a fucking shitty ball. Just fucking knocking them back, dude. Talking nonsense. They don't know what the fuck hockey is. You know, except for me and my cousin. But uh, but that's it. But yeah, let's, let's, uh, I'm kind of excited. You know, I think kind of excited. I'm super excited, you know, uh, I think we're going to take game one. So, um, yeah, we'll get back to you guys. We're going to pause, but we're going to watch the game. And as soon as it's over, 
unpause and continue the episode. But uh, we'll talk to you guys in a little bit. I'm fucking livid. <laughs> because, okay, we're recording this right after the Winnipeg Jets Habs game. And for all the fucking good shit that I want to talk about, we have to first talk about this fucking tragedy. It really is. This disgusting, this fucking spineless hit by that chicken shit, Mark Shifley, all because he got a little fucking cranky that he got pushed around by Ben Sherratt and his team lost the game. So before I fucking spew off any more hate, I just want to say my sincerest thoughts and prayers are with Jake Evans right now. That guy is a fucking trooper. He has battled his way through college, juniors, the AHL, fucking multiple head injuries previously to get to where he is now. He is making a name for himself in the NHL. He is firmly cemented on that top line with Deneau and Gallagher. And he made a great play to bury the game for us with that empty net wraparound only for that fucking piece of shit to pull that. There's no place in the game for it. And I just like, <laughs> on his I birthday. don't know, on his birthday, happy 25th birthday. <laughs> it's just, it's disgusting to quote KK post game called it disgusting when players are actually commenting on it. And I understand Montreal was very tame, but by NHL standards, it was like calling them a fucking asshole. Like, Players don't speak up after this shit because they, they'll get in trouble. KK called it disgusting. Ducharme called the hit useless. And my favorite quote of all was Joel Edmondson saying, he's confident the league will deal with it, but if Mark Shifley comes back, they're going to make his life hell. I don't think he used the word hell. I'm paraphrasing. But people are saying Edmondson needs shit for that. Shut the fuck up. Said okay. it was a dirty hit, but the league's going to take care of it. If he gets back on this, if he gets back in the series, we're going to make his life miserable. Yes, and I, you know what, fucking, I think Paul Maurice said something about. I don't think anyone would be stupid to say something premeditated. Shut the fuck up, Paul Maurice. We just did. We uh, ju- he just <laughs> everyone knows that if Mark Shifley returns, he's getting his face caved in, and it's going to be one. It's there are going to be fucking 18 men on the ice who are all going to want a piece of him. Okay. It's going to happen. So let's not pretend that nothing's going to happen. Like Edmondson talking about it is some big fucking no, no, you can't do that. When well, some, everyone knows what's going to happen. Some, somebody, I won't say their names. Cause that's, that's just past what we're trying to do. But somebody said, this is, this is the quote, right? So if I'm DOPS, you got to suspend Edmondson for this. Obviously, in addition to Shifley, that. the quote itself is intent to injure. You can't threaten players. Go fuck yeah, yourself. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Go fuck, go fuck yourself. yourself. Fucking go cry. Fucking Jesus Christ, man. Like, do you want a box of tissues? Go fucking watch basketball if that's what you want to fucking deal with that. The, like, 
Hmm. Look, and um, I can't. I'm not even confident that the Department of Player Safety is going to handle this. That's what pisses no, me no, off no, no, the no. most part. They they might. So so let, let's put it this way, right? There's a chance that they handle it, but it will not be correct. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they will, will do something, but they will not do justice. And we will try to carry that justice onto the ice because I mean, I don't know. Like we might not see it game two. He's probably not going to be there. They'll at least suspend him one game. But you, you know, at least one game. At least one. Okay. It should be at least six. No, I look, look. I'm 100% agreeing with you. Like I'm on that. I don't think he should play another series. Period. I think his playoff should be fucking over with. But his payback will probably come the first game we play them next season because there's a chance. Like he shouldn't. We shouldn't see him again. But next season, it might not be as big. But he's definitely someone is going to get suspended for taking Shifley out. It's just how it is because it's not going to be. It's the uh, Department of Player Safety is not going to handle it correctly. Someone will. Someone will, and, and you know, it's going to be a lot longer than fucking Jake Evans, like whatever he's out for. I, I have two things to go here, for starters. It's funny you mentioned the one game, Kelly Hrudy going on air on Sportsnet <laughs> and saying he should get one game. Dude, you're oh, still man. salty about when the Habs beat you in 93, you fucking choke artist. Cassie Campbell chimes in with the, oh, maybe two. two. Maybe Shut two. the fuck up. Watch hockey. Understand the game. You you both played at the highest respective levels that either of you could get to. And you, how, how do you not see that that is at least six games? That was predatory. That should be a fucking like criminal charge. That was so brutal. Not, so, I'm not just saying this. It sets precedent. Elliot Friedman went on Sportsnet talking about the rule. There has not been a comparable play in the NHL as long as anyone can remember since these rules were put in place. The charging rule, that was the longest charge. He went from the fucking red line and carry prices crease, as you said, before we were on air, all, all the way, way to the dock. To, to then leave his feet, lead with his elbows. No, no, and no, 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 no. Jake Evans out. It's not his elbow. He it's head to head contact, then his elbow, and then he jumps, oh, which it's... makes it even worse. So he immediately probably received a concussion. He then was knocked get out. concussed again when when he hit the ice. Here's no, but here's how you know it was a hard hit. Okay, <clears throat> I have been fully knocked out before. Okay, I think I've talked about it before. I've seen stars. I've woken up in the middle of a field and gone, "What the fuck is going on?" Okay, I've taken an elbow to the head and just been out. Mm-hmm. But usually you're not out until you hit the fucking ground. Evans was out before he hit the ground. He was I'm, done. Look, it's actually probably better for him to be out before he hit the ground. Hopefully that his body was just limp and his body rolled with the hit because the hit to the ice was scary. You know, and like, I bef- before like we- they say in a car wreck, you know, like don't tense up. Hopefully he was out to where when he did hit the fucking ice, he wasn't tense. We do have some news that he hasn't been taken to the hospital, which is actually good. Yes. At least from my perspective, because Tavares was rushed there. So hopefully it's not as bad as Tavares. 
But with Evans' history, like I said, it was last playoffs. He would have been, I believe it was last playoffs. He got ahead. Remember, he took a headshot. Yeah, yeah. He got previously. He was out. Yeah. And previously, he's taken headshots. This isn't something new for him. It's reoccurring. And I think it's just a fucking travesty that the NHL is going to continue to not only watch players get injured, but how how long are we going to watch young guys, young men, not only have their careers derailed, but their lives because the NHL refuses to take these fucking hits out of the game? You think Evans, like already, he's 25 years old. He already has more head trauma than... CTE is coming, and it's sad. At 25? He's going to have issues later in life. Noah Juleson, another example of a guy who just took a puck to the head and is still, like, his career's derailed. I, I really hope Evans is okay, but it's not hard to not just – I'm not worried about his career right now. I'm worried about his life. Yeah. And I honestly thought, not saying this to – catch you know attention or for this podcast or anything but when he hit the ice and he wasn't moving i thought he died i thought i genuinely thought shifley broke his neck and i think he's very lucky that his neck isn't broken it was he flipped and that was all head contact your neck isn't supposed to sustain that much trauma it can't take that much force and you know, thank God, at least for so far, nothing. If I think if his neck was broken, he'd be in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood. But damn, and just sorry, credit to Nikolai Ehlers who protected him. Yeah, I had that film. save. Uh, it was, you know, obviously for after we had the talk, but uh, yeah, the, if there was. There was one thing that was done right on the ice after that play, and that was that was Ehlers literally. I'm looking at the picture. He's got four of his his line He's mates holding like as just with racing his, against. Yeah. And kudos to him for just trying to do the right thing, you know. And it's this is not what we should have been talking about right now. I want to point that out. That game was over. Okay, the game was the over. The was play in, was over. Fuck, dude. The like, puck was in the back of the net. And if Shifley honestly wanted to stop that play, that's not. He That's not what you he had a you chance. go for the puck. You go for the stick on puck. You don't try to kill the guy. So if and you, you if let you, up. If you look at it, right? So like for a second, his stick is like leaning towards it. But as soon as uh Jake Evans makes the full like that that turn, his stick immediately bends back. You know, it's in his left hand. He bends it back and sets up for the check. So, you know, you're not like there's there's no way in hell like uh i don't know who said it but someone someone said that if he even tries to i think it was like eric angles uh if he tries to um say that he was trying to stop the puck i mean you know uh stop the goal that's like should be just more days on your suspension like yes if you even try to pretend like you were trying to play hockey in that moment you're uh, you're fucking like when that's you were just so, double double it. You could see it in his eyes though. When the guy was in the tunnel, it was like the look of a little kid when they they didn't they did something without thinking, and they know they fucked up. Like that was the look on his face. And I just want to go back to some player quotes, some coach quotes. Um, KK, I already said he called the hit disgusting. 
And he said, there needs to be more respect for the players out there. There was no respect for the players. Like, I don't, they're visibly upset. They're actually, when players, a young guy like KK is commenting about that. I think it just speaks volumes. Did you see Ducharme when they were asking him? He was like shaking. He was so What I hate, what I hate, because I watched the Brendan Gallagher one and you could tell that's, Brendan Gallagher has to be the character, right? Like he, he has to do the right thing. Oh, he was that pissed, is, too. but I can't stand that they won't that like we're not in that era anymore. Like the 80s, they would have been raw. Like it's one reason why, you know, like you might not agree with Don Cherry all the time, but you know what? Don Cherry right now would be fucking probably livid. Like at least we'd have one person to look up to as far as like, you know, a color commentator that would have told it exactly how it was. And I'm, oh, I don't even want to, like, if we keep talking about the way Sportsnet handled it, Kevin BX is the only one who said anything fucking right about it. Kelly Hurdy and Cassie Campbell need to just quit. That was brutal. They couldn't even, they're interviewing Joel Edmondson, and they've got it, they're fucking calling him Joel Armia. <laughs> you paid $5 billion for exclusive rights, and you can't <laughs> fucking get his name right. Oh, my God. Did like, we look the same? <laughs> oh but they're both called joel i guess yeah. right like fuck and we should oh, be man. talking about how phenomenal this win was that's what we need to be talking about but instead because of the actions of one dumbass, we're sitting here talking about this and what i hate dude is like look at how impactful jake evans has been in just a few games he's been in in the playoffs so far like he might not be scoring a lot, but he is one of the most he, – he grinds pretty much like no other. This kid is unreal, and, I mean, look, it's, not, it's just not fair. This is, this is what you get for playing your heart out fucking uh, on concussion protocol for, like, the next two weeks. Yeah, I just – I'm still – I'm still sure. I'm another quote from Dominic Ducharme. Um, the league's going to take care of it. We trust in that. And then followed it up with, it would be better that way. <laughs> and I, I just want to say. Probably the smallest, cleanest I, way you could have said it. What? Yeah. Like that, that's not going being as, as um straightforward as Joel Edmondson, but it's the same message. And <clears throat> if Shifley doesn't return to this series, good. He shouldn't not only for what he did, his actions, before his own safety. If the Department of Player Safety cares about their stars, about any of their players, mm-hmm. they won't put him back in. Because if he's back in this series, he's going to get his face pounded in. And I'll extend that. Montreal plays two games against Winnipeg next year. They're not – he's going to get – Shifley's going to have to fight for this. Yeah. He might so have I've to do some, it multiple times. Like. Yeah, I've just, seen people. I'm someone might have to drop the gloves for him tomorrow, and it wasn't even them. This is, I don't, or not tomorrow. Sorry. Um. Well, when listeners are listening to this tomorrow. Um, but yeah, it's not going to be forgotten. I've seen people saying, "Oh, like I hope he does return so that he gets. Oh, he'll get his due." Players mm-hmm. have long memories, just like all of us. He's gonna get what's coming to him. No, there's like. You ever seen someone circle a fucking date as fast and as fast as you can in your life? Like those two dates next year are circled instantly. 
yeah, it's going to happen. Someone's going to take a run at him and he's going to have to drop the gloves. But I guess we'll just end it by say, like praying for Jake Evans. Um, really just horrible, horrible moment. And I will say, um, I guess the last comment on it to speak as to why this is kind of just an opinion, kind of an inferral. Uh, Joel Edmondson, one of the most Shea Weber, very visibly upset on the ice, but Joel Edmondson also just infused, raged, made those comments. Um, Tabs actually posted a happy birthday for Evans today, and he was walking down the hall with Edmondson, and Edmondson was the one making fun of him and laughing at him with him. So I think it just speaks to, <laughs> you know, buddies off the ice. They've all talked about how great he is off the ice. The guys care about Jake Evans, and it, like they're gonna battle hard. They're gonna come out hard for him in game two. I think they're gonna come out hard the, the rest of the series. Like, you know, last last series we were we were just ridiculous when they're like, no, you're gonna see a hungrier team. No, um, this team plays for everybody on the ice. They, we did it last year for Brendan Gallagher when he got hurt. You know, we, we I just expect this team to rally around this. Um, you know, we I, I said it earlier. I was like, you know, like, please get this win for Carey Price, right? Please get this fucking – please win this series for Jake Evans. Happy birthday, Jake Evans. Get well soon. Um, you played a tremendous game and even got a goal on your birthday. You know, like – this kid should be in the locker room hyped up for Friday, you know? So the best thing we can do is to just fucking beat the wheels off of Winnipeg, the series and move on for him, you know? Definitely. And now to just talk about the game. Um, it was a great guess, fucking game, you know, just yeah, I guess uh, to try to, to try to dull back some fucking rage, you know, I didn't really let anything out. Um, I just, I think you, I think you said enough, you know, like I don't, I don't want to punch down on it more than it needs to, because I just want to know that he's okay more than my rage can be uh, contained. Right. But like, I'm looking at, I'm looking on Twitter and one of the best questions I asked was like, someone was like, name a hit that could be even close to something that's disgusting. My mind went to uh, Dale Hunter on, um, oh, fuck, what is his name? Um, um, Tur uh, Turgeon, Turgeon, your Turgeon, yeah, Turgeon. Sorry, um, you know, like obviously that's that's a different type of hit, but that is arguably one of the most disgusting hits in the game of hockey. Kudos to Mark Shifley for in this era of hockey creating the ugliest, dirtiest, most disgusting play ever, and it probably won't get fucking topped. So. It doesn't matter how good you are for the rest of your fucking career. That is just a skid mark on your fucking – your entire legacy. But I don't know. Uh, I'm just pissed. But uh, I think we played a great game. Obviously, we're playing a – I'm going to be excited for a game if we get two fucking goals in the first, or was it three? Uh, two goals in the first. Um, I think this game was really topped off by the youth, right? Mm -hmm. um, phenomenal goal by Jeff Petrie. Well, sorry, by KK, but Jeff Petrie sets him up with that slap shot pass. <clears throat> Beautiful deflection. Habs came out strong, played well. And I thought Helbeck actually had a 
a pretty decent game, all things considered. Like he made some pretty nice stops on the Habs when they were just coming after him like a barrage. Uh, Corey Perry's effort to stall. Wow, oh. that zone, that that whole sequence, that zone possession uh, was phenomenal. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, Corey Perry just shows off the slick hands he still possesses. Takes an elbow in the face to just like l- just kind of like sink a pass in straight to stall tap in. Just I think that was a perfect first period for us. Joel Edmondson might have been our first star of the game, uh, maybe after Price, but Edmondson just played phenomenally. There was even had- moments where I was very happy with Sherrod's play, moving, dumping the puck out. Yeah, uh, he just really like we just all looked like Game Seven was yesterday. And I think that's awesome because, you know, you could really tell that those extra days off with Winnipeg kind of caught up to him. And we're just, you know, I fuck, if we could just keep going, fucking play seven games, just be as as warmed up as we can be going into the next series. But this was this was remarkable. I did not expect to come into this game this hungry. You know, I figured mm-hmm. I figured maybe a goal in the first learn finally like lock in the way to play against them this game in the second and then try to battle into the third for for the win but no we kind of just pulled the reins instant, instantly and just went with it you know there was there was a lot of mo- and you just stop myself I'm just so fucking still amped uh I'm just fucking jiggling my leg but uh we were getting outshot but fuck dude like we made the best of every shot we gave you know like uh, especially in the beginning, we just, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we weren't as, we weren't as, uh, like aggressive. I don't know, but like, we just seemed so much more consistent than they were. Um, and I'm just going to base it off of just, uh, us playing more, you know, not taking a break. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I just like the game could have been even more over if it weren't for that interference call. Um, some questionable calls by the officials on KK, which isn't new. I don't even really want to talk about it. I just want to say that roughing one was ridiculous. Even Eli's mm-hmm. thought so. But KK <clears throat> played great. I think you tweeted out that Byron has to be on this team because Byron scored. Um, it was goal interference, but <laughs> whatever. Those are so hit and miss. So we could have easily had a three, what, uh, four one lead at that point. Yeah. Um, but holy fuck. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about Nick Suzuki's goal. (laughs) What a masterpiece. Joel Joel Edmondson again with the just like fucking. Oh my, like, I don't know, like 70 foot pass cross ice, just on a dime for Suzuki who just showed the most ultimate patience um, to pull off that kind of move on Connor Hellbuck, juke him out of his jock strap. Just that was a phenomenal goal. That was gorgeous. <laughs> that, that's a, that's a star. That's a thing. highlight reel. Oh, yeah, that's goal. that's on a big arguably dick, the big best, confidence goal. <laughs> arguably the best fucking goalie in the league. So, um, yeah, I hold. I mean, I personally hold uh, Connor Hellbuck to very high standards. I think he's fucking amazing, and I think he's the best goalie in the world. Nick fucking Suzuki with just the poise you know what i'm saying like what what is he 21 what 21 year old has the poise to outlast fucking connor hellbuck to just give him such a ruthless fucking dirty filthy goal 
you know yeah also before i forget kk with his eighth goal before he turns 21 or 21 who, and under. who said he was 22 sports yeah that was that jesus was, uh sports net again failing us but <laughs> that, that puts him second all time in halves for under 21 players only two behind Claude Lemieux and like he's up there all time like like one goal behind Gretzky Messier like just That's some big names um he's ahead of Crosby now um for playoff wow. goals on that age um looks like he's just proven that he elevates his game in the playoffs um just comes to bat um I, I he had a funny quote he said uh who would have known a little bit? They're asking about his playing. He said, "Who would have known a little bit of rest could be so good for a twenty-year-old guy?" So I thought that was funny. <laughs> but yeah, I know he played. He's played phenomenally. Um, once again, the youth is just doing wonders for us. Uh, Caulfield actually, I thought had one of his better games again tonight. Mm-hmm. And you know, he didn't hit the, the score sheet. I think there but are he times he had some great looks. Then he hit more. the post. Yeah, he hit the post. I think there are times he needs to shoot. Like, he just needs to take it sometimes. He's a little pass-heavy right now. But I think it'll come. He's going to put one in the back of the net, and it's just going to be like in the regular season. They're just going to snap, 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 keep coming, right? Yeah, and I think uh, you're right. not to shit too hard on anyone, but I do want to talk about Eric Gustafson, um, who it was actually funny. Uh, leading up to that play where he gave it away and the Jets scored that shorthanded goal, um, I, th- I was kind of thinking to myself, I was like, wow, Gustafson's been so good since he came in. Like, yeah. He was making and all just kinds of plays, doing well, and just – oh, it We was brought him brutal. in for the power play. He's like he, – Jesus. He reminds me – I'm not comparing them because I think Jake Gardner is a better player – but he kind of reminds me of Jake Gardner when Gardner was in Toronto in the sense of like, I actually really like Gustafson's play most of the time. Mm-hmm. I love what he can provide in the transition. Offensively, he's good. But when he makes a mistake, and I don't think he makes that many of them, but when he makes them, they are blunders. And <laughs> Fucking that, what? <laughs> that's why Leafs fans are fucking hated jake gardner (laughs) gardner would not honestly like that guy probably made less mistakes than anyone else on the leafs decor but it would almost always kick it kick them in the nuts like if he made a mistake he was fucking shoot dumping the puck and it was bouncing off the boards into his own net and that that's kind of what i see with eric gustison so i guess I'll, i'll pose you the question of do you think we finally see romanov for game two um, look, I don't remember who said it, so I'm just say some really great Habs person, uh, said Habs fans said, You don't fucking let you know a shorthanded goal on the fucking in the playoffs. That's that line should be scratched or remade as far as like the peak, the power play line, meaning probably without Gustafsson. Uh, I tweeted, I fucking miss Ro- Gustafsson. What, whatever, whatever his fucking name is, Gustafson. I'll never get it right. Um, don't you know? I'll just start saying fucking the wrong stall again. But um, you'd be fucking stupid not to play Roman off. 
just even even if it's not even his side, because I said it like two games ago, and they're like, well, you know, he doesn't really – that's not really the D-man we need right there. That's why Gustafsson's playing. I was like, I don't – I don't care. Like, I, I just really don't because I think that the kid can play either side. It's great experience for the kid. And uh, now that this series is going to be a heavy hitting series, why not bring in the kid who basically ran the, the entire, you know, uh, team in hits? Let him yeah. come out. I mean, the only thing I would say to that, and I don't know where I stand on this, is that, um, you know game two is going to be physical, especially after what happened to Jake Evans. <clears throat> and it's kind of a question of, do you really want to throw your young guy into that? Now, I actually – I don't know where I stand kid on that. might fucking thrive in it. Yeah, like, but he could also get – you know, he's yeah, jumping into – Demolished. He's, he, hasn't, he hasn't experienced that before. He hasn't experienced it. a playoff game yet. Well, so let, let's, just, let's just state it at – he deserves his shot in this series. If not yeah. next game, maybe game three, it's a little bit cooled off. I would throw him in and just say, hey, welcome to the fucking league. You got a taste of it. Keep your fucking head on a swivel. Send it. Just fucking send it. Send it. I want to well, see that- some fucking young PK, you know, fucking uh, Cronwall backwards fucking hits. Just fucking go. And that leads into my second point. Saying where I do agree with you, though, I think he needs to play. I think you brought him in. And I think that the justification for not playing Alexander Romanov in the playoffs, the only justification, and I think it's pretty flimsy to start, is that you don't want him making rookie dumb mistakes. Well, Gustafson makes them. (laughs) So that's right out the door, right? Now, so I think you just, you have to play him. I think... You know, when Gustafson does stuff like that, coughs up the puck, well, why aren't you playing Romanov, right? Yeah. If it's because that, happen, that's a that's a fucking rookie mistake. Like it was a rookie mistake. And like I said, like I'll give Gustafson credit. His advanced analytics are good. I think for the most part, he did he's a, played decent. Like he does no, he make has, stuff happen offensively. He is probably the second best um defenseman on our team offensively at least on the breakout to jeff Petrie, okay, okay. kulak might be better romanov could might i think is could be there better. if he had some you know if, if he but i'm saying i'm saying on the roster right now right now yeah it does make stuff happen but you, you like you said you can't allow shorthanded goals in the playoffs look that's a that's a rookie move but it takes someone like uh gustafson to turn that into a cocky move like yeah this is a rookie move that they wouldn't expect but I'm cocky enough and I think I'm good enough to make it work. Well, fuck, it didn't work. Now you look like a jackass. And now we're all like, oh, the case for Romanov's looking better and better. Like, oh, my Twitter was blowing up after everyone yeah. was just like, Romanov. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way at, yeah, but, you know. But yeah, so I, I do hope that we see him. I don't know. I, I don't know how to call Ducharme's line changes at this point. They're we'll f- see. We'll see what happens far probably win. game day. Yeah, it'll it'll be a game time decision. He'll still be there. Um, I think if anything, if you don't make the change to take him out, uh, I would definitely not have him. Uh, maybe in the first PK uh, power play, if he if that was the first power play line going out, I'm not sure. I'm not looking at it right now, but uh, might take a couple of minutes off of that. You know, I'd rather I'd rather see maybe uh you know Petrie and and Edmund uh Edmondson. 
you know, at least at least Edmondson wouldn't do that. He would fucking send it back around the boards, or if anything, pass it to his D partner. I did notice Edmondson got some. Now it was at the very end of the game. Uh, no, it wasn't the end of the game. Sorry, it was before that. Uh, the Habs got a power play, and Edmondson actually started on the power play. Ducharme rewarding him for his offensive contributions. I didn't think it worked out too well. I think he spent most of the time in our own end. But I did like that little reward Edmondson got, and then Petrie came over and kind of took things over. And that's when I, that's the same power play Weber. I guess we'll end it up because we've actually gone. It hasn't felt like long, but we've been talking about this Jets game for a while now, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, and we do have we did record we did record um oh, fuck. the leaf stuff. So you know we've probably gotta wind it down here. But uh Weber breakaway. Um I did not realize oh, that was so fucking unreal. Jay Weber had the silky mitts going back forth, toe drag is like kind of and then Gallagher finished it off. But damn, <laughs> I never in a million years would have thought Petrie, Jeff Petrie would spring Shea Weber at the blue line for a breakaway. Maybe uh maybe he would sh- he should stop you know shooting those like one out of five Weber bombs and, and, and try to take it deep every now and then one out it. of five <laughs> if if he were that accurate with it's them. a it's a it's a mighty ducks reference but you don't know no I uh, apologize no you're fine uh, people probably wouldn't get it if I didn't say that I'm just I watched so much as a kid that was um the the fucking Fulton Reed fucking one out of five kid had a fucking cannon um anyway. Yeah, that was spectacular, and I'm not gonna lie. And it, how awesome is it to like? It comes when the team is flowing so well, you know that like a defenseman like that feels the poise to fucking hey, fuck it, like let's give it a try. Like, yeah, definitely. I, I love, I love when I'm not gonna say when we have the lead like that, but I love that when the team is feeling so powerful out on the ice, like they're just kind of in the zone, and we got the momentum that you're willing to to try something. I wouldn't say new, but a little bit out of your character, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely looked beautiful. <laughs> it was graceful. For sure. And before we ramble on too long here, make this episode a million years long. Uh, we'll end it here. Yeah, um, let's close it out. Hap, good dub for the boys. Uh, came out strong in game one. Battled through a lot. Excited for game two. We'll see what happens. And uh, if you could just, on any social media platform, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, whatever you have, whatever you use, um, send some best wishes to Jake Evans because, you know, I'm sure he's not going to see everything, but he'll probably see a lot. And I think as Habs fans, as a community, we can do our best to wish him, you know, the best in recovery. Um, you know, I'm sure it's a lot for him to go through his whole family. So if we could just send him some warmth, send him some love, I think it would, you know, be all we could do really, other than keeping him in our hearts and our minds. And I guess that's my, that's my kind of plea. Very well. Very well. Well, folks, this has been Habs Nightly. Please, if you could follow us on Twitter at Habs Nightly and buy you vendors. And we hope you guys have a great night. Best wishes to Jake Evans. And we'll talk to you all soon. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.
Hey, hockey fans. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. We host the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. We're lifelong hockey fans who talk about the game and the lifestyle. Our guests include professional hockey players. My rookie party had to wear Speedo, and then we had a checklist of stuff we had to do. Here we go, Gaber. What do you got to say? And it's kind of like, <laughs> you know better than that now, boys. I got dressed for the Bruins. You get a phone call. And he's like, dude, we need you over here by the elevator. You got to get downstairs. You got to get dressed right now. Started playing the like, dun, 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 dun. And I turned it around and it had the Olympic rings and said, we did it. NHL team hockey reporters. I actually took the Stanley Cup to this ice bar where they've got now girls around them and I've got a fur coat on. <laughs> I wonder who, who he should have checked over here. <laughs> and then <laughs> I looked down at my favorite Hockey fans. The entire bar was lined with guys in Kings jerseys. We quickly realized, oh my gosh, this is the dad's trip. And we bring unique hockey stories to light. Coming back to England, 24 right. rings in the entire country. That's where the problem starts with the sport of ice hockey here. Canadian Blind Hockey Association, those few kids we interviewed, their whole week is built around Sunday at the rink. They're just hockey players. We don't agree on everything. Pineapple goes on pizza. <gasps> no, it does not. <laughs> I think it does. But we do agree that there are many people and places that build the House of Hockey. New episodes every Tuesday. Come on in to the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network.